Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I want to dive into this, what is a real talker, and it has to do with the Catholic school board, and this is a school area where in Renfrew they have suspended a a student and now arrested the student because he said that there are only two genders. This is a Josh Alexander, who was kicked out of school last November because of the comments that he made during a class. And according to this young man, there was a conversation going on about male students using a female washroom or things like gender dysphoria, even breastfeeding. And he said in the class that there are only two genders and you're either born a male or a female, which got him into trouble. Uh, You can argue that there are several genders, but there are only two sexes, which was his opinion. So he got kicked out and then was told that the only way he gets back into school is if he promises to not use the dead name of any transgender student and agree to exclude himself from his two afternoon classes because those classes have transgender students in them, uh, which disapprove or who disapprove of Josh's religious beliefs. Now, Josh says he never dead-named anyone, but when he showed up at the school, I guess this week, he was charged with trespassing. So, a lot of people looking at that saying his opinion got him suspended, but actually it's his being on the property that got him suspended, or got him arrested. It's his opinions that got him suspended. Let me bring in his lawyer, James Kitchen. He is with the Liberty Defense Fund, and uh, I appreciate your time on this. Thanks for having me. So as I'm looking at this, just kind of from the outside looking in, we're talking about a Catholic school student in a Catholic school board kicked out for having um, a particular belief. A particular Catholic belief, I might add. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a pretty bizarre situation, but I think it's indicative of where we're at with things in our society now. And and, um, this this is the weirdness of it all with, you know, uh, tolerance in the name of intolerance or the other way around, right? We can have all these new various strange beliefs and ideas and uh you know people like josh say hey you can have those ideas i'm not trying to shut you up but here's my idea and then he expresses it and here comes the censorship hammer right it's it seems to be a one-way street when it should be a two-way street it should be that everybody has rights even the unpopular christians with unpopular ideas and beliefs but instead what we get is intolerance and censorship and unlawful religious discrimination you know, it's pretty obvious when you go to his social media or you listen to him, he's got his political beliefs. He's outspoken. I mean, he is pro-life and um, he's got a red ball cap that reads Save Canada. And he's also been photographed uh, in Ottawa um, with some of the protests on Parliament Hill. How much of that do you think is the is that issue here? You mean, is that an issue for the school? Maybe. Well, no, I, I mean, is that what makes him, a, is that what, what gets him the response? Is that he's just, uh, people know that he's, he's going to have these opinions and, and they can fight him back on it? Like, how much do you think that plays a role just on his personal views in general? Yeah, I suppose pe- people, people expect certain beliefs or views, you know? I mean, you know, that, that these days people expect Native people to be uh, left wing. And when they're not, you know, and I know some of these people, I've, I've had them as clients, they find they're, they're pretty frustrated. Right. Because they're like, hey, you shouldn't put me in a political mold just because I have a particular race or a particular religion. It's the same thing here. Right. It's like, oh, well, he's a white Christian, so he must hold these views. 
So they're already on edge even before he speaks. And then, of course, he says his views, his beliefs, his biblical beliefs. And they're like, oh, yeah, you fit the mold. You're that stereotypical, you know, transphobic guy. And instead of, of, of actually listening to what he has to say and listening to his ideas and judging him on that, we get, we get sort of prejudgment based on, you know, where he, where he fits in the, in the oppression pyramid. It certainly brings, I think, question to the role of the Catholic school board and why we would publicly fund a, a system that doesn't go by the Catholic te- teachings. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting problem. I mean, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the Catholic um, schools and school boards really are nothing different from a public school board, just sort of with a cross on it. There's legitimate, like, actual Catholic schools that teach Catholicism and, and, and hold to that, but, but a, lot of them, a lot of them don't. And in this situation, you know, the Catholic school board is reacting pretty much how I would predict a public school board would, would react. Everything is, everything's the same, right? It's all about, um, you know, the human rights code and the, and the transgender students and, and all that. You don't hear anything about, well, actually, you know, Josh's beliefs are Catholic beliefs, so I suppose we have to do something to, you know, have some sort of balance or, or accommodation. That's not even part of the conversation, which is unfortunate because it should be. Yeah, I mean, whether or not you agree with his or others' opinions on this, I, I do get concerned about what is allowed. Are we allowed to debate? Are we allowed to discuss? Are we allowed to have opinions? I mean, one it's one thing to be violent or threatening. that That's not acceptable. But I think the concern, you know, long term is that if we only allow one conversation or if we stop people from talking about it, eventually they stop. people stop listening. And that is what creates more anger and division. So I think we're coming down to, like, what can kids talk about in school like where are we going with this well that's just it right and and we keep expanding the definition of words like uh, bullying or safety to include legitimate peaceful nonviolent uh, views and speech and expression so that we end up censoring it and it sounds good because it's all about pr- promoting the safety or the, the mental well-being of other people. But meanwhile, we're doing this grave harm to our society and to our human dignity by shutting people up and calling them bullies and calling them a threat to safety when they're obviously not. You know, if, you, if you're a reasonable person and you actually have respect for the English language, you're not going to call Josh a bully. You're not going to say he's a threat to the mental well-being. But that's exactly what the school has said, right, in order to justify what they're doing. And uh, I think a lot of reasonable people are seeing through that and saying, no, it's censorship. And it's religious discrimination, and you can call it something different, but you're not fooling us, and it's not okay. It's, it's, and, it, you know, that's the thing. It's not just for Christians. It's for the rest of society. You know, would this be okay if we did this to some other minority group that happened to be culturally popular? No. Well, then it shouldn't be okay for anybody. Like, if we actually care about real equality, diversity, and inclusion, then it applies to everybody, not just to the, those who are popular amongst the woke mob. Well, it is supposed to be our strength, having, having said that. So where does this go now, James, uh, this fight? Is it, is it a fight to get him back into school, or is that done for him? Or where is this, uh, what is it that James, or, uh, what is it that this young man wants out of this? Well, you know, he cares about the, the principle behind it, right? He's trying to protect uh, girls who, who are having to deal with this in the washroom, and he's trying to talk about the actual, you know, issues, Right. Because as everybody knows, a lot of teenagers suffer as they go through all this. And then they then they get into their 20s and they detransition. Right. They realize that it was all just uh, a great big mess and it, it destroyed their mental health and it did damage to their bodies. And now they're trying to get out of it. And, and you know, you can find girls who are telling these stories of how they detransitioned. I've had one of them as a client. You know, it's it's really awful what happens to these teenagers who are only told one side of the story, which is the is the pro transgender side. They're not told the other side of 
wait, maybe you can get through this discomfort and actually stay consistent to your sex. And that might actually be better for you in the long run. Right. So he cares about those people, those, those kids. And he cares about the girls who, who are dealing with this in the bathroom. So he, he wants to keep talking about that legally. I don't think we're going to get him back in the school. I don't, I don't think the school is going to go for that. You know, could I, before the end of the semester, take enough legal action and get a decision to get him back in? Probably not. Things move pretty slow in the law. I think what this is about now is vindicating the rights and exposing the unlawful religious discrimination and the double standards being applied here. And, you know, we have various legal mechanisms for doing that. And that's ultimately, I think, the goal. Stay tuned. We'll watch this. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you.